What's up, everybody? This is Keeks from Here's a Podcast. Here you happy now. Welcome to episode 87. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We got a pretty straightforward episode for you today. For the first half, I'm going on a big rant. I get pretty upset. I start yelling about the Bears. I start yelling about Nate Robinson losing. Basically, everything that hasn't gone my way over the last week, I complain about. So it's vintage sad keegs. And then we're diving straight into the second half for a long talk about playlists, what kind of music we like to put on them, what what mindset we go into or what strategies we use to put together a playlist. So basically just absolutely worthless shit. But in a time where there's nothing to do, I think we realize that playlists are a key part of our everyday life, especially working at home. This is a podcast about everything and nothing, guys. So playlists fit the bill. Sad Keeks, playlists, that's the episode. If that sounds good to you, buckle up. We'll get into it. Enjoy. What's up? It's Nick. It's Keeks. Here's podcast. You're happy. Not favorite podcast about everything nothing. Welcome to episode 87. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I sure did. Good. <laughs> no, I did. I did have a good Thanksgiving. Um, I made I made way too much food. It's, I guess this is sad. I guess when you, it makes sense. But when you prepare food for a holiday and then you celebrate it with fewer and fewer people, you realize like how much shit you. I had so many leftovers. Principally, like I made rolls is one thing I made. I didn't realize the batch was gonna be for legitimately forty rolls. I had, as promised, 10 to 12 on Thanksgiving. The evening Did you really? Were warm. Yes. Awesome. I felt sick. Um, I usually don't eat myself sick on Thanksgiving. I ate myself sick this Thanksgiving. Um, and then I had a pretty consistent, you know, I just realized, like, maybe that's, I feel like I really ascended to a new level of cooking in, in that I baked something, like bread. But I realized, like, that's too much power for me because I just ended up then woke up the next day and I was like, it's not just enough to have rolls with my breakfast. Like, I am going to make cinnamon rolls. I'm going to Google. I, I made rolls. Why can't I make a cinnamon glaze? So I Googled how to make a cinnamon glaze. I've just been having cinnamon rolls for the past three days. And now I'm up like I'm a fat piece of shit because <laughs> I've been eating bread every for every meal, just bread in its different forms. And, like, it's just too much power. Like, I, I, I am better off only knowing how to make pork chops and, like, chicken sausage with onions. And, like, that's it. That I'm my Getting good is at fine. cooking is, is, is too bad for you, It's too bad for me. Yeah, I think I, I was thinking about this of, like, I'm not going to make the sweeping generalization of, like, the healthier stuff is easier to make than bad stuff for you. That's Disagree. not necessarily true. But my lifestyle, that is true. Like, I only know how to – I only know easy recipes. Or recipes that I've gotten, they're they're easy. I'm not gonna lie, they're fucking easy. But they're 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 just fucking meat, it's just pork chops and chicken and like sautéed chicken sausage. That's it. It's really easy to make shitty food for you too. Like that's the shitty part. Like I definitely live with the idea that like oh because I cook more and I'm not ordering in means I'm eating healthier, and I don't think that's true. You know, yeah, like, I think it depends. I think it really depends because I, I make delicious I, shit because I'm right. pounding it with butter. Oh yeah, your butter, or like you make a lot of pasta, or like yeah, oh, you put a yeah, little bit yeah. of cheese on it. I don't. It's a slippery slope, and cream I, cheese this butter. Point, like, right up to this point, I've just been very disciplined. Of like, I make a sweet potato and I make pork chops, and that's what I eat. Like that's it. Like that's my superfoods. Sweet Super potatoes. Foods. But then it's like, oh wait, well actually, I can also bake bread, and oh, I also baked a pie, and you're like, well now I now I've broken the matrix. Like now. Now I'm gaining weight and not ordering in. And that was never supposed to be a possibility. <laughs> so things I, are I, bad. I totally agree. 
Um, it's it's been the first day of like today was the first day where it really was like oh no it's winter bitch. Um, city shut in down Chicago. the lake path in Chicago. Yeah, I did you get the tweet I sent of the guy who just got washed away with a wave? On, no, on I don't think path? so. Yeah, I don't think I sent it. Maybe maybe I did it wrong. But yeah, guys just riding his bike along the uh, the path where like the water comes up onto the running path right by where I live. And this guy just was riding his bike and just got freaking hit by the perfect storm wave. And, like, his bike almost got washed away. And I'm... Sh- it's terrible. I think I it gave myself snow, a though. guy. Did it? No. Oh, it did snow. It was snowing a little bit. God. The lake was lake was crazy today. And my eye hurts. I think I gave myself pink eye. Which is way more embarrassing than just getting pink eye. Giving yourself pink eye. Yeah. Maybe... I Like, my eye's not that pink yet. The lighting in this room is terrible look pink. right now. Well, it's, it's also in shadow intentionally, but it's like, if I got pink eye, I have no one to blame but myself. And that kind right. of sucks. Like as gross as it is, like you got your own poo shit, in your eye, whose shit would I rather have my eye, yours or mine, mine. But then it's like, I can always blame you. I'd be like, well, yeah, Nick's poop was everywhere. Of course it was going to get in my eye. It's a mucous membrane. It's how people get COVID. Instead, maybe if like you that, wiped better, Nick, I wouldn't have pink eye yeah instead all i can do is look in the mirror and be like did i just touch my eye with a shitty finger like that's embarrassing as as hell um and the biggest thing we're talking about to start are the chicago bears i have a rant it's not a sports podcast we dabble in the bears or my misery we dabble in my misery and we dabble in, in misery is sort of generally a theme yeah it's sports a theme. is a it's, part of that right and it, when you think about it, this really is just a podcast for our friends um it hasn't been picked up by any major media outlets yet um, there is yep. an argument. It's not too late. Counter argument is we're 87 episodes in. They probably would have done it by now. It's, it's too late. <laughs> Counter argument. The window is shut. Um, so this podcast for our friends, most of the friends I see are curious. They love, I know you, I know you, you friends who are listening, you fucking love what the bears do to me. It's fucked up. It's like, you've done, you've done some fucked up shit to me through the years of us being friends, just collectively to all of you. You've drugged me. You've gotten me too drunk. You've left me places. You haven't. So you've been there for me most of the time, but sometimes, you know, you've left me hanging. Um, maybe Give the me most... a percentage that I've been there for you versus left you, left you hanging. Like ninety percent there, ten percent left you hanging, uh, or, I, or you're, you're high. No, I mean it's you're high. It's one of those things where I think you've been there for me a lot. I remember the times you haven't been there for me. I keep track of those, and it's hard to know whether those have just been serious times or whether they're just exaggerated because I've noticed your absence. That's fair. I'd say around 99, You're probably sitting around... Nine, uh, it's different. We that's don't live in the same place anymore. But I'd, you're high. I, that's I would that's say, higher than I expected. It'd be funny to do a, a little sliding scale for everyone. Yeah. I mean, if I really start to dig into my notes, maybe you drop. But in my in my mem, in my my mucous membrane right now, my, my mucous mem, membrane, that's just mucous <laughs> yes. membrane. It just said it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> You were going for memory brain, right? I was like, what if we change that last syllable to brain? (laughs) Mucus membrane. Mucus mem. Brain. Brain. Real eyes, real eyes, real eyes. So I think it's all relative. Like, you're you're on a good streak. Um, Right, that's good. You are good. Because I also also have no one. So the bar is low. Um, Great inflation. The the point remains. Like, I know know friends exist out there, and I could name them who want to watch Bears games with me because they know the Bears will lose. or And they're just the chance they would... Watching a game that doesn't matter to them is worth the trade-off of possibly seeing me become Sad Keegan, which is often. 
<laughs> we talk dark. about it a lot. Sad, <laughs> sad bears. Keegan is so sad. It's so, it's so sad. It's so, it's a really profound, like deep existential sadness that, and that last night, there's always a point in the season where it happens. And last night, prime time, for those of you that like football, you were aware that the Bears and Packers play, and you were aware it didn't go well. And I was in a mood. Like, I was picking fights with people on every social media medium I had access to before I eventually had to put my phone... And before I realized it was the second quarter. And I was like, this is so <laughs> fucked. I have a rant. And this is going to go out specifically to Bears fans. Because this was a rant at Bears fans. But also at me and myself. And just, this is just a state of the world. And this is for all of you that haven't had any this year and are curious about... This is where my fucking head's at. The Chicago Bears are a broken franchise. They're broken. It's this realization of like, we're just doing the same shit over and over again. There's so many different parts of this rant, but that's the key to it of just like, we, this is who we are. And like the bummer is that we won this Super Bowl in like 1985 and we've had this vaunted defense ever since, allegedly. But it's just like, how many years have we done? It's just over. We just, we do this over and over again where it's like, and you realize, you look back, you're like, oh, 1985, 1984 through 1986, really good defense. Then we sucked for a while. 2004 through 2006, Erlacher in that heyday. We had a good defense. We made a Super Bowl run in 2006. Boom. Steep drop off. We get back to 2010, 2011. Mark Tressman, Cutler has a good year. Boom! We suck again. We rebuild. We have a really good defense in 2018. The window is now closing on that. Fucking Cody Parkey fucks us. And now here we are, 2020. Like, we're on the fucking... Yeah, the double doink. I was going to yell at you, but I'm like... I'm trying to be better about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like... It, you just realize we're just hopping from one fucking window to another. And like, yeah, you could argue that other teams do that. But I just don't think other teams like beat themselves like the fucking bears do and this is they don't beat themselves like the bears do to then just come back from it and be like like i just have you seen uh this is such a useless tangent but have you seen king of staten island no there's this whole part right where fucking pete davidson is yelling at at uh fucking bill burr of like you like the jets like the jets fucking suck and bill burr's like the jets are coming back and it's a funny joke but it's like but you like are aware there's like a self-deprecating Jets like, fans know Jets the fans Jets aren't know. coming back. They know, but they know they have to be fans. Bears fans, I'm pretty sure we don't think that, but we're the fucking same. Bear, this could be the year. No, it's not. It's not going to be the year. You're we giving suck. up. We, I'm not giving up. That's the fucking problem is I'll be back next week. Like, but it's just, and this year is such a, a, a like, this year has been such a classic Bears fucking it up for themselves year because it's like the defense is not as good as it was in 2018 no one's saying that but it's good and it's good enough to keep you in games and let's get to Mitchell Trubisky Mitchell Trubisky is not a great quarterback he's arguably a lot of times not even a good quarterback he's like a poor man's version of Matt Saracen like that's what he is he looks like him he looks like him and it's like he's got the, he's not the most accurate, but he can keep plays alive. And for the first couple weeks of the season, like, it was clear that Mitch Trubisky wasn't going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. I mean, maybe he was, but we kind of knew what he was going to be. But what we needed was, like, this guy that could just, if he was kept in a game, 
could keep defenses honest with his feet and like score two to three touchdowns. Like that was it. You didn't need a fucking like guy who was gonna be like fucking. You didn't need a Mahomes. You'd want one, but you didn't need it. You just needed Everyone a guy who like. One. You're like the bear. The defense is gonna if they can keep the other team below twenty points, we have a shot to win the game. Like that's what you needed. He didn't throw a lot of picks. He he was frustrated. He missed throws, but it just and it didn't take. It took no time at all. Like as he was winning these crazy games against not good defenses, but that's a whole other thing. Like he's winning these games against shitty defenses, but like what else do you want to do? We could lose. Like we could lose those games, and then we're just as sad as we ever were. People in Chicago are already like fucking Mitchell Trubisky. He fucking sucks. They're calling for him to get benched, and he gets benched halfway through this Falcons game. People are like, and then Foles, to his credit, brings him back. To be fair, Trubisky may have also brought them back. But people are just, it's, sit the fuck down, Mitch. Sit, it's fucking Foles' team. It's fucking Foles' team. And no one is looking at the fact of, like, the, the mindset of Coach Nagy, of Coach Matt Nagy, to look at Mitch Trubisky after winning two games with the goal going into the season. We just need to see him improve throughout the season. To look at two games, two and a half games, and be like, that's it. He threw an interception. He's fucking done. Like, to not realize how that fucks you if your backup doesn't work out. Like, that's insane to me. That's insane. Like, that's self... That's You're cutting your own fucking hamstring. Because if Nick Foles is amazing, then you look great. Spoiler! Nick Foles sucked so fucking bad. He sucked. He fucking sucked. He's so fucking bad. He's, he's terrible. I mean, he is awful. He's so much worse than Trubisky. Like, because he... Oh, he'll hit the deep throws. He hit one fucking deep throw. And then he throws these awful interceptions. And he's slow as fuck. And they've got a terrible offensive line. So it's just the fucking... The fact, like, that you had... There's a parallel universe out there. There's another universe out there. Where, like, Matt Nagy isn't looking for a fucking scapegoat. Which, if you don't think he was looking for, you're an idiot. He wanted to bench Trubisky the second to fucking see. He's waiting for his for his chance. He, there's no fucking doubt. There's a parallel universe out there where Matt Nagy actually plays Mitch Trubisky and lets him play 10 games of the season. Because that's all we fucking got. If Foles was that much better, he would have won the starting job. So you could have just let your quarterback get better, play with your team, keep plays alive, give you a shot in every game you're in. Every game the Bears have played with Mitch Trubisky, with the exception of a couple... Like, he keeps them in games. They lose by... If they lose, they lose by point. He's gotten blown out last last night in particular. Like, I'm not saying he's his godsend, but he keeps games alive. And, like, teams go prevent against, against Mitch Trubisky, and he fucking carves them up. It, it, like, you can argue against that and say that's not sustainable. But, like, that's what we fucking got. That's what, that's, that is what we have. We need a quarterback... Who can, he's not sustainable. He's not going to fucking win a Super Bowl. But maybe he can. Maybe something crazy can happen. There's a, there's a universe out there where like Mitch Trubisky is allowed to improve. But so like f- that's not the universe we live in. We live in this this broken universe I've been cursed to live in, where Foles sucks dick for fucking six games, looking like dog shit. Finally, Mitch comes back. People and then people are like, oh, like. Trubisky will save us. Like, no, he's not going to fucking save you. Like, he's going to be, he can be good enough. And then the defense doesn't show up and people are, and they can't run the ball because they're down four touchdowns in the first two quarters. 
And it's all oh, Mitch fucking Smitch blows. Mitch fucking sucks. It's like, fuck you. Like, it's just like Bears fans don't have the ability to, like, look at a fucking situation. Like, they look and they just think it's the fucking quarterback. It's the fact that, like, Ryan Pace spent $30 million to pay Robert Quinn to get one sack this year instead of filling out an offensive line. And, like, and here we are. So, I don't know. I, I didn't even hit all the notes I want to hit. But the big thing is just, like, the Trubisky hate, just shut the fuck up. Like, obviously, we should have drafted Mahomes or Watson. It's not his fucking fault. He at least played hard last night. The team plays hard for him. And if he wasn't being... And he's sabotaged... I'm not saying he's a quarterback, like a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's not a Super Bowl winner. But, like, I firmly believe in my heart. Like, if Mitchell Trubisky was given the chance this year to succeed, if, like, the Bears took an honest look in the mirror and didn't think about saving their jobs or looking good or what's next down the line, like, then it's a different conversation. Then maybe we make the wild card. We might lose. We might lose in the wild card. But if, you, but if that is the mindset you have, that you just sell the fucking team. Like, trade everyone. You're not going to even try. So that's it. I'm just, I'm fucking disgusted. I'm disgusted with the Bears fans who are just, like, they're on with Mitch. They're not on. Because when it comes down, you have to be in with Mitch. You have to be in with Mitch. If you're in with the team, you have to be in on Mitch. Because that's it. The only way this team works is with Mitch. It's the only way it works. And you're not. It, you were Elon Mitch for 15 minutes when you saw his fucking Twitter pregame hype up speech. We're like, yeah, Mitch, we're back on. And then you, and then as soon as he throws a pick on a deep throw because they're down by three scores, you're like, fuck Mitch. Mitch sucks. As soon as he fumbles because he got two face max penalties they didn't get called, Mitch sucks. Fuck you. I needed that really badly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you really, you really let that go. Ugh. It I just mean, sucks. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm never gonna claim that I'm like this football X's and O's expert, but like hindsight's twenty twenty. But if you can look, it's just disgusting to me that like the Bears had this defense for this last year, and they're not as good as they were, and they're falling apart. And like without their Akeem Hicks and without Eddie Goldman, without Eddie Goldman, they're not as good. Without Akeem Hicks, they're trash. Danny Trevathan's too old and slow. We're not getting the quarterback pressure that we need off Mac and Robert Quinn, and so we're not getting the same level of turnovers from this stud secondary we have. But, like, if you don't look at the benching of Mitchell Trubisky as, like, the just, like, spitting, like, just such a selfish decision on behalf of the Bears coaching staff in whatever capacity it was made, then it's like, I don't know what to tell you. Because everyone out here who's clamoring for Mitch you know, and like shitting on Mitch. It's just like, watch the first two and a half games of the season. You know, you're in every game. They're ugly as fuck. But that's because the team is not good. Because you watch what happened after that. Like, the team fucking sucks. That's not Mitch's fault. Which is, that's why it's so annoying. Which is like, all right, you can't, the rationale would be, you put in fulls because you're in a win now mindset, right? Not not a grow Trubitsky mindset. Of, like, this team could really be great. When the reality is, the team's okay. Yeah. Probably not going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, you always got to try to win, but I also think there needs to be... I mean, that's always my frustration when people aren't taking the long... The long... Well, a little bit of a long game, especially with a young quarterback, which is, like, Sam Darnold's career is probably over because he's fucked, you know? On the right. Jets, because no yeah. one can build a team. Right. And now it's all his fault, which, like, I don't think he's good, but right. he probably isn't as bad as he's been. And yeah, there just, just hasn't... It's hard to rewind all that stuff yeah well it just it's it's like 
unless Foles was going to be the answer, which he needed to be. Like, and I said this from the second that Trubisky was benched. It was like, that's fine. I completely disagree with it. I think you're a scumbag for doing it because I think it's a selfish move that you're doing to save face. But, like, it's fine as long as you realize, like, any shot you had of Trubisky being good now, which was improving, getting more confident, is gone. Because yeah, you just you fucking... You told threw away the draft pick. And that's the fucking... And that's the shitty part. Is, like, the city of Chicago, at least for a minute, like, convinced themselves to be in on Mitch. They were like, let's fucking ride with this guy. And it just sucks that, like, we trusted... Like, we were like, you tell us this is the guy. You've built the team for this. We'll believe you. When, like, the coach himself isn't in on Mitch. That's the fucking shitty part. You're like, you convinced us to be in when you're just going to bench in the first chance you get. And, like, Foles is going to fucking suck. And now any shot you had of being good, which was average to mediocre quarterback play, that was going to be enough. Enough to, like, compete. And instead, you, you gave us Foles, who just looked like absolute trash and now you and now you call back Trubisky to save like save the season when like that guy's been taking practice team reps for for eight weeks like he's he, he's rusty he's fucking hurt because he used him as a running back like you you've taken reps away from him in his development and like you expect him to come in and be good like fuck you fuck you and you're you're right and like it's just like the win now. My, like if you're making the Foles choice, you want to win this year. You're right. And the problem is, you have Foles, you have Trubisky. That's the choice. And you chose to bring in Foles, seeing what he did last year. Like you chose to pay him that amount of money. So it just it's it's just fucking shameful. It's fucking shameful. And the Bears suck, and they're still in the fucking hunt, which makes it worse because they'll beat a bunch of shitty teams. And like I hope Mitch plays well, and I hope that Mitch. It what sucks is like Mitch could find success elsewhere. I don't think he'll get a chance because his tape this year won't be good. But it just is... If we failed putting it all in on the team, then I'd feel as shitty as I normally do. But what feels really shitty is like... We shot ourselves in the fucking... Like, any chance we had of being good this year, we fucking put out the window when we were like, well, Foles will be the answer. Foles will do all the shit that Mitch can't do Foles would do when it's like clearly it wasn't going to happen clearly the offensive line like if Mitch didn't have enough time back there and he can run away how is Foles the fucking slowest concrete boot like asshole in the room gonna gonna find any time here <sighs> so that's where I'm at and Nate Ro and Nate Robinson lost like I it's just like we're just getting kicked over down like and he didn't just lose he got, got, like, he got memed to death. He really, he got hit hard on, by the memes. And, like, he's gone. Like, his, he's over. It sucks. Like, as I mentioned when we, when we talked about the Nate, I don't remember, I remember saying I was going to root for Nate Robinson. And I remember having confidence in him, in him because he was such a miracle worker with the Bulls in that legendary game he had against the Cavs. No, against the Heat. Um, I don't remember predicting. I remember us talking about the LeBron feud with the other fighter where we were like, it's easier to learn how to fight than it is to learn how to play basketball. Yeah. 
I think um, I came out pretty strong that I thought Nate Robinson was going to destroy him, where I was like, you underestimate the athleticism of, of a professional athlete. Okay. Yeah, and I really right, believed right. that. I was just like, I'm like, sure, the guy's like a solid yeah. amateur boxer, but like, you're talking about a, you know, the top 1% of athletes in the world with a professional right. basketball player. Like, his athleticism. Right. Right. I was wrong. being so small. Yeah, I mean, it, he's a lot older, too. Yeah, he's older, and it, I just think, like, maybe with boxing, the reach thing is just such a big... Like, a they, big would they deal. ever fight on the same card? I don't know their I don't, weights. I don't know their weights either. But, uh, it, I mean, it is, like, you watch the replay, you're like, well, that's, like, Nate was just taking fucking haymakers to get close to this guy. Yeah. Who, and to his credit, I fucking hate his guts, because that's what his brain... He's, he wants me to hate his guts. But Jake Paul looked pretty good. Oh, he looks pretty good. He and seemingly he had, knows what he's doing. And he annihilated. Yeah, someone was just like, these guys have so much money, they just train all the time. If you just That's have all true. this money and you're training to box because you're like, well, I want to kick the shit out of Nate Robinson, you're going to kick the shit out of Nate Robinson. Like, I don't know. But it sucked. It was a, And it was like a big, I mean, you put it in a good way. It's like, it just, a, it's a big loss for me as a Nate Robinson Bulls fan. Someone who has to, who has no good, pleasant sports memories. So I have to just draw back on things that happened years ago with people that are no longer associated with the Bulls. But it's also a loss for the line of thinking of like, I can kick the shit out of that guy, right? How'd yeah. you put it? Yeah, it was just like for all the amp, for all like the couch athletes who are like, oh, he missed that catch. Like I make that catch, or like that guy's such a bitch. Like I could, I could beat his ass. Like I generally always feel like you're wrong in that situation, and this yeah. just showed. Maybe you're not wrong. I to- right. Where you're, you're like, totally right. I, that it's like if this I could train, if I could train so much, like yeah. I could have Nate Robinson's athleticism. If I could have that baseline athleticism, like I would, like at that point, just about heart, and I could do that. Yeah, yeah. Like I know what I'm doing because I'm the guy who watches so much sports. No, That's you're, what, you're completely yeah. underestimating the skill. Like I, I feel pretty strongly that like I remember we had this conversation in college a lot about it was about Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, was around whether he could beat if he like had a couple days to practice whether he could beat one of our friends in squash who was a d1 squash player and i think i was like he would beat your ass like he's so much bigger and stronger and faster than you like even if he'd never played before i think he would pick it up if he wouldn't beat your ass he'd give you a match even though you're d1 and now i'm starting to think maybe i was really overestimating and maybe it's like specialization is is important like obviously if jake paul and nate robinson played one-on-one i think jake paul would get destroyed but you know, I, I've always felt really strongly. I was like, I think these people are so much more athletic than you think they are. Person who's like, I could beat them in this. I could, I could catch that. You know, no, you couldn't. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. But I guess, in this case, I might have been wrong. I was. I, know. Wrong. I think you're. Well, it just also sucks in that like Nate Robinson's whole thing was heart. Yeah, dude, it just like could not be beaten. He's just like, small, but I'm, I'm. Yeah, they also and they that, weighed in pretty close. It was an eight pound difference. Oh wow! And the problem with this is like. This was heart losing. Oh yeah, to, to not evil. a not a story that anyone, not a movie that anyone likes is like. No. Oh yeah, sorry, heart like blatantly wasn't enough. Like we guy, settled, yeah, we settled for the tie in Rocky. It's Rocky is a way different movie when he gets like knocked to the point of like unconsciousness slash. You're like, is he dead? <laughs> like, and he falls in an awkward way. It's just, it sucks. It's really, it's a really twenty, it's a real twenty twenty thing where it's like the people's champion, like Nate Robinson. Maybe we're the only ones who deemed him the people's champion. The people's champion as He's an underdog, 
as crowned by here's a podcast you're happy now just Kate got Robinson. fucking annihilated by by the, the the influencers that we strive to be so different from and yet we are look at us we are so similar to uh it's, it's sad we wish we wish it's, we could be doing gimmick sad. fights I, with nate robinson i think it money. also the bummer is that it just goes to show you like man like size really does just like matter you know like it just helps to be taller that sucks too because nate's whole thing was like well if this i really did think like if you can be five six or however tall nate is five eight yeah. five, he's probably like six foot he's, he's probably like six foot <laughs> but like if you can be that much smaller and like you can dunk on Shaq, you can you can be a yeah. player that people talk about in the NBA. Then like that, you have to be just better than everyone else because you don't have that height. Like there's a reason that like people don't make the NBA when they're that tall. Like like he's the height where you'd finish. Like we're better. We're like the best basketball players I've met have finished college and been like I'm not tall enough to go pro. Hundred percent. Yeah, like he defied a lot of odds. That happens across the country yearly, where it's like you don't have the size. He was just like, "Fuck that." The fact that it's just like, "Ah, Jake Paul is just better at boxing you and bigger than you," and like just kicked the shit out of you. That sucks. That's that's a really. It's just been a it's just been a tough seventy two hours, man. Like I I can't take this shit anymore. Was it Jake Paul or Logan Paul? We've been saying the wrong name. Oh the whole time. yeah, no, it's Jake. As a Logan Jake Paul's the, Logan Paul's yeah, it's the Jake, split. You're right. Logan yeah, Paul's the split guy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, no, it just sucks. It just sucks. Yeah, it just sucks. It just yeah, there's no way to spin it where you're just like, not only did he lose, but the internet killed him. Yeah, uh, it was like, not it's good like, for it's like old spoiler Nate. alert. It's like if Jabba the Hutt like froze Han Solo, but instead of freezing him, he just sh- shot him in the just face first, <laughs> and then froze him. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, shit, you didn't need to freeze him like that, man. It's, yeah, it just sucks. It sucks. Let's talk something I had, more positive. Let's talk. I had something else to say, but I, for, yeah, yeah, I, say I, I forgot. I no, I forgot what it was now. It's just brutal. Um, yeah, I was gonna try to think of a way to like link the bears to them, but I just can't. I just can't. It just sucks. I just I back to the bears for a second. It just I'm I'm more and more like. Now I'm just flashing forward where when I was in high school, like I've been following the bears closely now for like 14 to 15. No, what? Yeah. 14 to 15 years. And, um, I just always thought, I just like never, the thought crossed my mind was like, would there ever be a chance that you would die before the bears won a super bowl? And I was like, no, there's no chance. Like momentum changes so quickly. Like, you need to rebuild, but you can get a good team. You can have a year. Like, it can happen. But then I'm now realizing, like, I'm tw- I'm almost 29. Like, they haven't won one in my lifetime. I mean, the Red Sox like, won 80 years, right? Right. Like, the Bears haven't won since 1985. The game has only gone more and more against the Bears brand of football. Like, you could argue, like, the Bears didn't win in 1990. Back when, like, people were still figuring out how to throw the ball. They wouldn't, like... Defense may no longer win. win. Yeah. And so now I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I know, like, if if I'm dying of old age, I think 74 is the median for men, or the average. I don't know what median, medium, mean. The average? Yeah, Uh, mean would be average. 78.54. Oh, for men? Well, that's good. Diabetes takes a few years off that. So it really is just, like... 
I don't know. Like I, I'm starting to think like this is just what my life is gonna be like until I die, and that's pretty sad. I can't spend every fall like this. Like I mean, I guess the good thing is you do have years like 2018. Like that really has scarred me forever. But that was a good fall of Bears football. So maybe the hope, maybe I am just a fucking sucker. Like maybe I am just like, uh, they just need to have a good season, and then we'll just go back and forth, and one day it'll be different. I don't know. I mean, I saw one of the saddest sights I've seen in a long time when I was home for Thanksgiving. We like did a family Zoom, and my my side of that one side of the family is is all Jets fans. Yeah. And my like twenty one year old sports nut cousin, the Jets came up. My grandpa was like, I can't watch, and. My cousin was just like, I hope they win on Sunday. Everyone's like, "You're they're 0-10. You're, you're still <laughs> hoping they win? Why, dude? Like, yeah. what a yeah. sad, sad sense of loyalty. I'm yeah. fully I'm fully on board with that they likely will never win. Yeah. It, and it's just, and I wish, I like kind of. If they do, great. I'll be sad. That's the thing is like, I don't know if I'm. Like, I, I was about to say, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But the thing when it comes down to it is, like, maybe it doesn't matter. Like, maybe that's just what they are. Like, they are they just the same fucking team? Like, seriously. Insanity is doing I, the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. So I think yeah. I'm there. I think I, we've talked a lot about football, but it's the funniest fucking thing I saw was this guy who was like, the reason the Bears can't play offense is because of Soldier Field. And to be fair, this, the turf at Soldier Field is notorious because the fucking Chicago Parks Department lets teams play soccer on it during the week. Like, they have, like, a dozen soccer games during the week on the field. So the turf has no time to, like, sod. So that's why clumps of shit just come up while people slip. It does Because people stupid. played soccer in all the week. But then I'm just like, do you not fucking realize they suck at other stadiums too? Like, this isn't a home game problem. It's not like, oh man, can't figure out why the Bears... There's no data that really shows they crush it away. uh, Can't can't figure out why the Bears can't put over 100 yards of offense at home, but they can put up 400 yards on, like, artificial... Like, you fucking idiot. Like, they just suck. Yeah. Let's move on. In my brain of the week, other than the bad stuff, playlists. Had an experience with playlists recently. I had to put one together. I realized this could just be a fun thing to just touch on because I know, I, I think there there's like a group of people. I think we really fall into two camps in the world about playlists. I do not have incredible music taste. I, this was a long playlist I had to, had to put together. I'm just not like, and so I that was stretching the limits of my ability. I think there are people out there that just are like music encyclopedias, and that's a great way to put playlists together. So it, the goal of this is not to come off as snobby guys of just like, well, this is the way to do a playlist. But I think it is interesting to talk because, I one, I don't think – I think there are some people out there that just like either never burned CDs for someone, never had a CD burned for them, or were just so comfortable leaving that in the past. It's just like, eh, like that's that's not something we do anymore. You know. That's a little bit what I was going to say about it, actually, was I was one of those people who really, and, I, and my, I think my attitude towards this has shifted a lot recently, as I try to be like, liking the type of music that you like has no bearing on whether you have good taste or not. Like, I don't think that's true. And I like more and more types of music that when I was younger, I would have said like, oh, what a lame thing to like, yeah. you know, like that's, that sucks. And now I'm like, whatever, it's all cool. I just like music a lot. But I was a huge, like, playlist maker, CD burner, iTunes, you know, ones for different people, moods, this yeah. and that, themes. And I, Spotify has really taken me out of that. I think, like, having access to more, to, like, having all this access really makes me, like, 
Like, I find that I'm more of, like, a, uh, like, a collector than an organizer. Like, I really liked the organization part before, which is, like, I listened to this, I got this album, I really liked it, I like a couple of these songs, I want to put them on this playlist. Now I'm just, like, you can dive so deep into new stuff and different things that, like, the, the act of, like, oh, I want to put this together, like, in a way that's meaningful to me or someone else, I don't do it as much anymore, and it bums me out, because I miss doing that a lot. Hmm. So, I don't know, I just wanted to say that. Like, I no, think... it's interesting, I... It's it's tough because I feel like I got into like the burning CD shit right at the end of the iTunes phase because I also like I made playlists for people but also like I made playlists for writing a paper um, right and with Spotify yeah you'd think it made it would just make it way easier because you just have access to all this shit but there is also something of like there's something so personal and like intimate and condensed about a playlist. Because you're like, this is my 10 songs. Like, this, I'm choosing these songs for a reason. But it's also easy. Like, I just threw together, like, fucking 83 songs that I just, I just let, I just let Spotify play the algorithm for me for four days. And right. I just, like, every song that comes up that has this vibe, I'm going to add to this playlist. That's sort of my and, issue, yeah. And that's a blast because it's fucking easy. And it's like, well, I could take the time to, like, because I, I had a really tough time putting together this playlist because I was just like, I don't. There's so much to fucking choose from. There's so much to choose from, and it's so easy. I ended up going to that playlist because it's just like, well, I like these songs, like because well, let's get into this because I think this is the part like, it's just so easy to shuffle one of those big playlists and just be kind of surprised by it, you know? Yeah. I think that's what we kind of. I think that's what we kind of want. Like we want. There's something nice about being surprised by a song that yeah, you... Yeah, discovery and... Yeah. That's the fucking problem, I think. I think is that it's so easy to put together these massive 80 to like 200 song playlists on Spotify or just to access them and be like, make me a playlist, Spotify. And a lot of times it doesn't work. I don't think it works as well as if you were to do it in person, but I think you get the added benefit of just like, when it does work, you haven't had to put any work in, you know? Yeah. Because what, what would be your, like, cardinal sin of giving a playlist or receiving a playlist, or both? Oh, good question. That's a really good question. I mean, like, forgetting or giving, like, I do think there needs to be some sort of, like, needs. I mean, like, the way I like to do it and like to have it is, like, I'd like some sort of, like, thematic to it. And th that doesn't mm. necessarily need to be, like, winter or, like, party, but, you know, some sort of, like, oh, these songs may have some like connecting thread between them that you like and i think part of that is like why well, and i've talked about we've talked about this a lot in the past like not to say like pop really popular songs can't go on there but like i'm not really that interested in getting like a top 10 classic radio song on, on a playlist like like a song that like yeah. really has like a ton of like cultural cachet or history like if it's a new song that's like top 40 and i don't know it i'd love that it doesn't even have to be one i don't know but like you know, if you put on, like, Smoke on the Water, I'd be like, yeah, you're, you're not really trying to say anything to me with this, or, 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 you know, like, you're not, you're not trying to show me something new. Like, I really like getting playlists from people, like, a romance guy makes me playlists all the time. They're unbelievable. And yeah. it's because I think he goes in there, and he's like, I'm listening to all this cool stuff, it's bringing me down these different roads, and, like, I think Nick would be into, like, this stuff that I don't think he's heard before. Yeah. And, like, I love that. But if he was like, I want to make Nick a playlist of, like, every song he tried to learn how to play on guitar in sixth grade, I'd be like, this is kind of a bummer for me. Like, I don't really know. I don't really know, like, 
what you're trying to communicate to me now other than like right. uh, do you want me to be go back and practice my guitar more maybe yeah that's like a right. little petty to say that like if that's something you love that's cool but like i don't know there's some point we're just like i'm probably not gonna put hey jude on a playlist for someone because i'm like this person everyone knows like you know right i get these, that these songs are like... so in the cultural understanding like i don't need to put on uh what's the sweet caroline yeah right I feel like there is something you're like you are you're curating something for someone is like the douchiest way to say it yeah but like if I'm taking my time to listen to the songs that you want me to listen to there I think there is kind of an expectation of like you're not gonna just put shit on here that is gonna get like could get shuffled like Sweet Caroline like yeah I agree it's a fucking great song but unless there's like something unless it's like integral to the playlist even if it is like or you guys have a shared experience with that i just think it's like that's the easiest way i think when you're making a playlist it's just like you need to try to avoid that i had a tough time with that because i was like making this playlist that was like kind of thematic with autumn and kind of thematic with his vibe but i think i have like a go-to formula for playlists that i was trying to fit with that and i found myself in this tough spot where i was like i don't know which of this music is that like a lot of it was like indie alt rock Mm -hmm. but i was like is this just in the spotify algorithm because like i'm getting pitched these songs or songs like this like i was really thinking about putting on like a kurt vile song but it was like the popular kurt vile song and i was like i don't know if everyone just gets pitched this song you know it's yeah which is hard so i think that's that's I, i agree with you there of like that's a good one for making it do you have like my cardinal sin for receiving a playlist is fucking shuffling it. I think Oh, ever. for sure. Yeah. I think ever. I think like it's not just listen once to it in the order it was given to you in. It's like if you ever fucking shuffle it, you're not a good person. It's kind of how intensely I feel about it. You know? And I guess on the flip side, making a playlist and not like realizing like this is not for shuffling. So like right. I need to be considering order. Of, yeah. Yeah, I like need to consider the order of this, which I think I probably put the majority of my effort into is like ordering something in a way where it keeps someone engaging the whole time. Yeah. Or engaged well, the whole time. I, I think yeah, we're and we're kinda of talking about more specifically like giving a playlist to like someone you're like involved with probably. Yeah. Right? Or like because I think uh, I don't know, I get playoffs sometimes where I'm like, cool, I'm glad you just like threw all the stuff most recent new stuff you're listening to in here and I can check it out. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think I guess I think that maybe there's added pressure to like perform these standards and these like arbitrary standards I'm setting when you're making it for someone. But I kind of feel like I follow the same principles with like if I'm making a road trip. I remember I made a road trip playlist like a year or two ago where I was yeah. just very wanted to be very intentional of like if because if I'm gonna take the time because I I make the 80 song playlist it'll be three hours and I'm just like I just want to shuffle this there and back and. I want to have a different order every time or i'll have workout playlists where it's like for workouts let's just be Workout, like, I'm throwing 20 songs in here and yeah. it's gonna be an hour and a half and that's fine but i think if i'm sitting down to like make a playlist I'm like this is a playlist then i will if i'm gonna put any effort into the ordering of it then i think i kind of try to operate on the same level if it's just for me i i don't put as much pressure on it i'm way more like what's the music i like you know like um, because I stick to the same kind of formula of like, I want two songs to hook, and then I want like 
depending on the length of the playlist, I want there to then be like the third song needs to be a change of pace. And then four, five, six, seven, eight, nine can be like the meat. And that's like where I want songs that are good, but they can be different. They can be super long. Mm -hmm. And then I want to change a vibe towards the end. And I want, you know, I want there to be a song where you're like, oh, this is a good last song. And then I want a last song where you're like, oh, fuck, that's the last song, you know, that ended out. And like, I'm peculiar like that. And so it changes based on the length of it. But I think I end up going with that formula over and over again, which I think actually probably makes my playlist repetitive. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's generally how I do it. In, in, I think of mine as like a roller coaster a little bit of like where I want the peaks and valleys to be in terms right. of. But, but it also depends on what that you know what what thematically is is saying yeah you know like i like i like optimism and pace i guess in the beginning and i like to bring it down for a while to something more emotionally charged and then i think you can pull back like like i think there's one big up like it's all it's energized and emotion and and optimistic and then it can get more moody and thoughtful and then a little blip and then i think has to hit poignant at the end which i really like but Mm -hmm. that i'm looking at a playlist now and that's sort of how i did this one at least um and then also some songs just sound really good going into each other which i think is cool yeah um and there's other times where it's just like fun to come up with as funny a theme as you can and see what you do there yeah we did a great playlist in 99 all about songs about eyes oh yeah and like that ended up being a really funny fun one yeah i want to try that again i do think it's really funny how like you get so used to like i have a playlist where it's something like uh I think it's maybe that road trip when I did it, and it's just like I have apartment story by the national and it goes directly into like something on your mind by Catherine Dalton. I'm not saying her name. Great right. song. Something Dalton. Karen and to Dalton, me think, now, right? every time that apartment story ends, I'm you like expecting yeah. the transition because for whatever reason, it just matches up in this great way where now I'm like, I think people have that with albums like, like Arcade sure. Fire or like, you know, albums that are really built off being listened to in one i mean all albums are i think to some degree but like like the suburbs being one that like comes into my mind of like being super intentional with its transitions where you hear a song taken out of context from the album and it ends and you're like all right where's the like i've heard the first note of the build and so now i think i just break my brain by like just yeah the suburbs ends and ready to start (laughs) begins you know yeah 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 right yeah right that's a classic no i know i love that um, and I love when you listen to a playlist that much. But for me, the bummer is now, like, I'm just throwing stuff that, like, I on my Discover feed or Spotify yeah. gives me after I finish an album I like. I throw it onto, like, you know, seasonal playlists that don't have anything to do with the season. It's just, like, I'm just tracking what I'm listening to. And then I get caught in, like, oh, when I hear this song, I have to hear the next song. When they really, like, I didn't put any intention into them being near each other. It was just sort of what, my, what I was liking that season yeah. of a year. Which is now kind of cool because I can go back and see. It was like, oh you know summer 2018 was i listening to but yeah. but they don't have any real relation to each other outside of that which i think is kind of like i, I want to start trying to put some more stuff together on my own do you do a lot of mixing genres on playlists i try to more as i've gotten older like I, i'm also trying to do like more uh demographic mix up as well like not all male white artists um, I remember I was yeah. like on a ride home with my aunt once from like the, from the beach, and she was like, "You can put music on, but like I do not want to hear, like I need to hear a woman sing every once in a while." 
Everyone in the yeah. car was like, no, like everyone in her family. And she was like, that's my rule. And I was like, that's a pretty good rule. Yeah. So, yeah, like I'm the, trying to do that. Uh, I'm trying the, to. Uh, fuck. It's the. Um... Oh, what's the law with 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 theater, with writing? Um, the, be- the, the, be- the Bechdel. And he's oh, the, the Bechdel the, test. The, yeah, yeah. It's just that she was like. She was like, there's enough good shit out there that you can put on yeah. a woman singing every once in a while. And I looked at yeah. some of my playlists and I was like, all right, shit. I probably would have just picked dudes. So I'm trying to do that more. And that same thing with genre. That said, like it, within within a uh, within a theme, like I'll put an yeah. R and B song on, but like I might not like have a you know hip hop with some like, think, folky like. Yeah, I think that would. Cause I struggle with that with the most recent playlist I made, where I was like wanted to go through genres, but I and I think I did a good job where I had a lot of a pretty good mix. Uh, everyone was white, but like a lot of I've probably more female artists on there than male. Um, but I remember like not being really able to break out a genre. I think that'd be a super fun way to do it is like have it be themed, but also, I don't know. I think I, I would love to see playlists, like making playlists come back as more of an activity of like, Hey, I'm gonna make this playlist for you. And like, it can be like, let's make it themed around. It can be themed around winter or whatever. Yeah. But like, you need two country songs. You need two indie alt rock. You need two like, yeah, I love that. You can get, you can think outside that. You can be as arbitrary as you want. I, mean, I, can, I you need two artists who are not white or whatever it is. Like, uh, you, you need an artist who's not born in the U.S. It, it, it could be whatever. I think that would be super fun to like. Uh, we have a friend who was like dating someone from afar for a while, and they were just. I were, I want to talk to him. I guess we should have him on. We should interview him. We should have had him on for this. Um, we should have. He's a playlist master, and he's exactly what we were afraid of. <laughs> but uh but like they they were coming up with these crazy ideas for playlists that were just like uh movies that make you feel like you're like that you listen to on a bus and feel like you're in a movie you know like i just think that that thing that's just cool shit yeah um i just yeah it's uh music's fun it is i will say i i have nostalgia for the burning cd days yeah. Oh, I mean, it just I I got a Sprint CD as a gift, like in college, that was awesome. just out of the blue, just out of the blue, and it it I from like a I friend s- or from a girlfriend or no, just from two from uh, yeah, two friends. They made it together for me. That's killer. out of nowhere. What a nice like, thing. It was the nicest fucking thing. That maybe it was for my birthday, but like I think i still have the cd somewhere but it was just like it was just a fucking awesome and that's the nice thing is like i think the advantage with the cds is there's just like that added level of intent you cannot fucking shuffle this oh yeah for sure and there's that added sentiment as well where like you never know like you get back in the car and you open the dashboard or you like hit five on the cd changer like what cd's in five cd changers freaking whirs around and you're like holy shit like this was from fucking 2012 you know and there's just it was just a great playlist it's funny um, to think that in college we were still using cds in cars i think I that's yeah, yeah 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 totally and i think that's the funny thing about it it was like that was right at the beginning of like yeah i don't know spotify was maybe it was just Spotify coming like around. Was, was like maybe got big as soon as we left college. Yeah, it was like maybe at the end. So I remember, I remember leaving college listening to Pandora, and I was behind. 
So I think it was probably like senior year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like junior senior shirt. year because I was also I was I was resisting. Yeah, I was still all up in my iTunes. You know? Me too. Um, but then it was it was awesome because it was like when like when something would go platinum, you know, when it goes gold, you're like, all right, it's done. I'm printing it out. Like I'm hitting the stamp on this. Like I'm burning the CD. I'm not doing any more finicking. There was something funny about that. Where that now was I, great. To I was decide. like, this have to decide. Last second, I like I chose when I would send it to someone, but I'm just like switching shit around, you know. Right. Like, I know so something I else. I can change yeah. it now, you know. And there's something nice about just being like, I'm burning this fucking CD, and this CD is the way this CD is. Yeah. Well, if you have uh, any thoughts on playlists or, or strategies of your own, listeners, please hit us up. Um, uh, you know, hit us up on our Instagram. I was about, I was like, should we have a playlist of the week? And absolutely not. What a terrible idea for us to do. <laughs> Here's a podcast here. I have a playlist of the week. What a trash idea. So that's why I paused there. Uh, but yeah, if you have, if you have like. We could troll something. Things that, yeah, we, we love trolling. If you have strategies you use to burn CDs or good, you know, CD burning stories or mistakes or, you know, any just good stories about burning too, we're willing to hear those. Hit us up on Here's a podcast. You're happy. No promo punctuation, no question mark, no apostrophe. On Instagram, hit us up in our DMs. We'd love to hear from you. We'll do a weekly poll, I think, this week about uh, CDs or something. Uh, burning CDs and shit music. And, I don't know. Fucking, you guys love you guys fucking I miss drawing on the CDs with Sharpies. Oh, yeah. No, you could decorate it. It was awesome. Um, but other than that, we yeah, let us know what you guys think. Thanks for listening to episode 87. Nick, here's a podcast you're happy now. 87. Episode in. <laughs> episode 87. Are you happy now? No. Are you happy now? No, I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye!